Hi, listeners. Just a quick content warning. Today's episode does have a very passionate Simon dropping a couple of expletive words. So if you do have little ears in the car while you were traveling, we may suggest that this might be one to listen to when they are out of earshot. Thanks. Before we get into today's episode, we want to acknowledge the privilege of living and working on Aboriginal land, and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. Listeners, and welcome back to Authenticity, Transforming Workplace Cultures. Today, we have one of our bonus format episodes that we call Front Page Leadership. This format addresses topical subjects within the media that have a strong underlying leadership message within. We take the headlines and the stories, and we extract and discuss the leadership lessons to be learned for us and for our listeners. Before we move on to today's topic, I would like to welcome my co-host, Simon Tyson. So, Kira Lee, here we are for another, and I have to say, I love our front page leadership episodes and I love the research you do in them. So, I'm not going to say much other than to say it's on one of my pet topics. The tosser from Tesla has struck again, and we alluded it to, to his recent behavior in our regular podcast episode, but didn't get into any depth. Uh, that's what you're going to do for us today. Welcome, Kira Lee. Thank you, Simon. Yes, at 2am last Wednesday, side note the time, Elon Musk sent an email to all Twitter employees with a subject line, a fork in the road, telling them to be extremely hardcore and work long hours at intensity. (laughs) So the richest man in the world wrote that only exceptional performance will constitute a passing grade pointing at the high bar that he hopes to set in building Twitter 2.0. The revamped social media company will have a greater emphasis on design and product management by engineers who will report directly to him. Staff have been given, well, staff were given 40 hours to agree to extremely hardcore work or be laid off. Musk said he required long hours at high intensity and this was following reports of 80-hour weeks. All employees have to agree to this new workflow by 5 p.m. Thursday, which was around 40 hours after the email was sent, or they will be fired and given three months severance. Musk's message said, if you are sure that you want to be part of the new Twitter, please click yes on the link below, the email read, which directed employees to a Google form. Musk added that only exceptional performance will constitute a passing grade. Writing great code will constitute the majority of our team and have the greatest sway, he continued. Expect 80-hour work weeks and fewer office perks like free lunches. The company had fired multiple engineers that week after they criticised Musk on Twitter. According to reports, around 20 staff were fired after criticising the new owner on both Twitter and Slack channels. According to the New York Times, Musk had ordered his team to go through employees' messages and social media media, and make a list of unruly employees. These staff were then laid (laughs) off by an email that was sent at 1.30am in the morning. Musk describes himself as a free speech absolutist. However, one former worker has gone on record saying, yeah, it's free speech unless it's about him. 
As a result yeah. of this, hundreds of Twitter employees are estimated to be leaving the social media company after his ultimatum. In a poll on the workplace at Blind, 42% of 180 people had chose to take the answer, take the exit option, I'm free. The app verified employees through their work email addresses and allowed them to share this information anonymously. A quarter of the poll said that they had chosen to stay reluctantly and only 7% of poll participants said they clicked yes to stay, I'm hardcore. That was the answer that they clicked. It was reported that security officers began kicking employees out of the office on Thursday morning. Mr. Musk was meeting with some top employees to try to convince them to stay, one current staffer reported, as well as some recently departed employees that he'd realised, oh, hang on a minute, maybe we need them. It's unclear how many employees had chosen to stay, but the numbers certainly highlight reluctance on most to stay at a company where its owner has ruthlessly changed the culture to emphasise long hours at such an intense pace. A separate poll on Blind asked staffers to estimate what percentage of people they expected to leave Twitter, and more than half the respondents estimated at least 50% would leave. Twitter, who has lost many of its communication team members, has not responded to any requests for comment. (laughs) Further to this, in a private Slack group for Twitter's current and former employees, 360 people had joined a new channel titled Voluntary Layoff. One team decided to take the leap together and leave the company, and this team member, um, in a jab at Uh, Elon's call for employees to be hardcore said that many of the ex-employees could be identified on Twitter by changing their employee to softcore engineers and ex-hardcore engineers. (laughs) (laughs) This really just Uh. highlights the continued issues that surround Elon and the organisations that he heads up. Um, But also separate to this, in the past few weeks, Elon Musk had been has been hit with a number of lawsuits, the first one being over his remote work and accusations of violating labour laws at SpaceX. Um, apparently, some SpaceX employees were fired after a they wrote a letter that called out Mr. Mm-hmm. Musk's behaviour and they have since fired a complaint with the National Labour Relations Board, um, which condemns his behaviour um, and also brings to light allegations that he sexually harassed a flight attendant. And after it became it came to light that that had happened, he then paid that flight attendant two hundred fifty thousand dollars to. That can't be right. He's a free speech elitist. He would allow <laughs> yeah. her to speak her he mind freely. Allegations are denied, <laughs> but um, there have been employees that were a part of that um, that Elon Musk has since got rid of. Um, so he used those employees to make that happen and then got rid of them after that happened. So that's where uh, that case has come I from. I wonder if, been- they had to do, wonder if they had to sign non-disclosure agreements oh. but because they're, they're all part of the free speech elitist world. <laughs> now there's a separate lawsuit where a California-based engineer um, has, has lodged a lawsuit because he's saying that Twitter fired him when he refused to report to the office and refused to agree to the long hours at high intensity. So he's filed a proposed class action uh, because he has a disability that makes him vulnerable to COVID-19. And he said that the lawsuit uh, is outlining that there's many Twitter employees with disabilities who have been forced to resign because they cannot meet must demanding performance and productivity standards. Then there is a third separate complaint 
um, that he's been accused of laying off thousands of contract workers without giving the 60 days notice required by federal law. Um, And this is already after they are facing proposed class action in a San Francisco federal court claiming that they have uh, violated the law by laying off 3,700 employees upon his takeover. So Mm. there is just a layer upon layer upon layer of- Actually, look, honestly, Kiralee, I think they should all take a teaspoon of cement and harden the fuck up. Get on with it. They're lucky. Three months- Three months of uh, paid work. Be grateful, you bastards. No, sorry. That was just my inner Elon coming out. Um, <laughs> um, I, I have a question for you. Like, <laughs> extremely hardcore. What does that even mean? Oh, no. Like, he's just such an idiot. Was the was the email titled, was it a fork in the road or a fork quit in the road? Honestly, <laughs> um, <laughs> this man is a menace. I, this, do you know... It pisses me off so much, this bullshitty drivels about being a free speech absolutist. That's all very well when you've got a massive platform like he has, but what about all the people he marginalises who don't have a voice to be this free speech absolutist? Um, he, it's just another example of Musk coming from a position of unbelievable privilege and seeing the world through that filter and totally misreading the rest of the world, totally misreading um, the reality of most people. And look, he's created his wealth, good on him, but his reality is not the real. He's done that through other people, through the efforts and labours of other people, as well as through his own genius. But I, I, I'm just staggered by this man. I He... What staggers me even more is that he's not called out more by other powerful people in America. So now, not being in America, I don't see it day by day, so I don't know this for sure. What are the politicians saying? What's the president saying? I mean, I know what the bloody, that other fool from Florida um, would think. Um, He'd uh, he'd be right on, Donald would be right on um, Musk's bandwagon, wouldn't he? But... um, what are the real people saying? The the politicians who you know. What are the um, all the the more democratic, more um, liberal uh, minded politicians saying about this behaviour? Why aren't they calling it out? Oh, what concerns me is up and coming entrepreneurs that aspire to create businesses and aspire yeah. to create. The, the business success, not the success of Elon himself, but the business success, yeah. that the behaviour that Elon models, like we, the last thing we need is people that think that is how you treat your employees or people thinking that is how you build businesses to become yep. as, as successful financially as what Elon Musk is and it's really scary. And you make a very, very good point that, yeah. You know, I get him a bandwagon and rant, rant about the tosser from Tesla, but I think a really good reflection for every leader, every leader, is to what extent do I hold some of the ingrained beliefs about why people work and about employees, even if I don't manifest them the same way that Musk does, 
do I, I mean, underlying his behaviour is a belief that people only come to work because they have to. If you don't drive them, um, you know, they won't perform. Um, I want you to work 80 hours a week. Don't expect a free lunch. I'm not going to buy you a free lunch. And you're not, (laughs) be bloody grateful, you little bastard. (laughs) You know, um, I'll throw you some crumbs when I, when I decide to. Um, It's, it's that attitude of, of that, I can't see them, they're not working, which is what one manager told me at one point when working, talking about flexible work arrangements in their workplace. Um, that's the belief system that underlies it and that manifests in all these behaviours we're seeing. Now, obviously, Musk is just an extreme version. It's just off the show. But a lot of managers have a little trace of that in there, don't they? The oh, manager absolutely. who re- leads through fear. It did make me think of... Uh, businesses and organisations, yes, there's not many people that are as extreme as Elon Musk, but when you advertise for a position, do you know that you are creating flexible working arrangements so that a single parent can apply for that job who may have to pick their kids and drop their kids off at school? Or if someone is immunocompromised and requires medical appointments, is there flexibility within their um in their role for that because these people are highly competent people at their roles but often are put off for applying for these roles because there's not the flexibility there that there needs to be for them. Yeah. Do you know what Musk is missing? He believes that flexibility and valuing people is mutually exclusive from high performance. He doesn't get that those things not only can go together, but actually are more likely to go together than the alternative, which is, so the poll, (coughs) pardon me, I jotted down some numbers here. 25% said they were staying reluctantly. Can you imagine what sort of performance he's going to get from them? He's going to get precisely what they have to give to stay under the radar and no more. Because why, if your boss is a total prick, why would you work hard for them? Why, If you hate the job you've got in the company you work for, why would you work harder than you have to simply to be there? You'd save all that energy to do something else with. And I would like to know in that 25% of people, how many don't have the financial freedom to leave? So how many of them are purely there because they have to be? Which again, they're coming to work. They don't want to be there. They wish they could leave. They can't for whatever reasons. So they're just going to do whatever they need to do to get by until something better comes along. Yep. He's going to end up with a workplace with full of mad bastards like himself, so you can imagine what that culture is going to be like, and people who are there because they have to be, not because they want to be, and you can imagine what that culture is like. So now you've got people who are rewarded for taking brutal attitudes towards team members, and you've got people who don't want to be there, but but are there through absolute need. They're not engaged with what the organisation's doing. They, they don't have a passion for their job. They're there because that's how they get their paycheck. Put those two factors together and then wonder why it's hard to meet bottom line outcomes and wonder why um, the, the workplace culture is terrible and wonder why you can't retain um, and attract you know, the best people. Uh, it's just... 
I also I, question the t- exactly that, the type of people you're going to get. Like Elon has like 10 or 11 kids, doesn't he? Like he's got a crazy amount of kids, really. Um, when does he see them? He sleeps at the office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So as a parent myself, that immediately puts me off going to work somewhere where there's someone who is a parent but clearly doesn't put them as a priority. So instantly there's that barrier of going, my values don't align with their values and if it's a his way or the highway. Yeah, yeah. And when values don't align and Musk's default position is to impose his values on everyone else, um, then you know his personal values um, on everyone Absolutely. else, and expect every, you know, he gauges everyone by the, the the degree to which they comply with his own way of living. Um, now, you know what is missing there is they don't have the billions and the the jets right. and the you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, so you know, he wants them to sort of half live like he. He wants them to do the the tough stuff, but without the good stuff. Um, I, look, it's it just. I, Honestly, I look at him and think if you were a a mid-level manager in an organisation, you could not survive because your behaviour would just see you, unless you were in just a ruthless, brutal organisation, um, his behaviour would see him, um, he, he, he would be removed. It just couldn't. The only reason he can get away with this is because of the level he's at. Um, and now I don't know enough about his history to know how he got, you know, made all his money. He's obviously a genius. Um, he's just also an asshole to go with it, which is a, you know, which is unfortunate because he could use that power for good. Um, he just uses it for evil in in terms of the way he deals with the people in his organisations. I I just don't know what else I can say about him, other than I think also I he it. you can't force people to be as invested in your own organization as what you are. The reality is that people just aren't. And I think he places an expectation. You can invite them to be. Exactly right. But they can't be forced. And it comes down to that discretionary effort. Because when you invite them to be and you create a space where people enjoy coming to work and they want to do better and they feel valued, then you get that discretionary effort. What he's saying is, I am going to, I choose to work X amount of hours a week. I choose to sleep here at my office and I choose to make my role, number one priority in my life, I'm going to force it to be on you. I'm going to force you to choose this or else don't work here. And my measure of whether you're worthy is whether you're like me, whether you behave exactly like me. So, um, look, I hope our leaders out there listening to this are doing two things. One is I hope they're shaking their heads um, at the behaviour of this man. And also having um, a laugh at the because it, it is laughable, really. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it's laughable unless you have to happen to work for the bastard. Yeah, um, I know. And then, I mean, the, can you imagine getting out of bed each day and going to work for him? Can you imagine but waking up in the morning and I- an email at 2 o'clock in the morning from some mad bugger that's just gone off on a rant? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I've got to get my 80 hours in. I better start now. Yeah. I'm due to go home in half an hour. It reminds me of that old Monty Python thing where they, you know, slept in a cardboard box in the middle of the road and, you know, got up an hour before they went to bed and all that sort of stuff. That's the only way to meet his expectations. Um, The other thing I hope our leaders out there are doing is just having that moment of reflection. I know 
that we don't have any listeners unless Elon's listening. Hello, Elon. Um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, sorry about the toss of thing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually not sorry. Um, um, uh, I, I know we don't have anyone at that extreme, but I'm going to put a number on this. I'm going to say 50% of leaders we meet have a little element of it in there somewhere. Um, and just a tiny bit, just that little bit, as I say, where they believe people only come to work for money. Um, and if you don't drive them, they won't produce results or where they lead through power rather than engagement and influence, um, where, um, people do what they do because they have to do it, not because they're inspired to do it. Um, and look, you know, the reality is 50% of the people listening to this, if we, if 50% of the leaders we meet fall into that category, um, and as I say, it's it's a it's one percent or five percent or ten percent of the Musk scale. Um, that's a new thing. We we'll have to invest invest the Musk scale um, um, <laughs> for the degree to which which leaders are just assholes. That's that's a new that's a, it's a new measure that we'll invent. Um, um, uh, even if you're only one percent or two percent or five percent or ten percent on the Musk scale. What impact is that having on the well-being of the people that come to to your work in your team, um, on their willingness to fully engage in their work, on the degree to which they gain satisfaction, to the degree to which they produce optimal results, just not not just adequate and acceptable results. Really good reflection for our leaders listening out there. Um, and look, if you've got any complaints um, about this episode. Um, please send them CC Elon because I'd love him to hear them. <laughs> yeah, look, I think for me, a big part of my leadership journey was when, and I and I often tell people that when we're working with um, clients that parenting has been such a good leadership lesson for me and I look back at the expectation that I had of people before I had kids compared to the expectation I have once you start living a life where you have other people that rely on you. And that is the same regardless of whether you're a parent, whether you are someone that has a pet at home, whether you have um, someone that you care for or a family member that you check in on. I think we have to appreciate that some people's days start long before they come to work and end long after they leave work. And sometimes You mean they don't all have servants and chauffeurs? (laughs) And gardeners. Oh, I know Elong. It's crazy, isn't it? But just bear with me. On the, the great program. unwatched. We'll Don't tell me about the there. great unwatched. So when people, you know, leave when their day's finished or, you know, they might occasionally be late to work and we're annoyed, I think we need to start having a little bit of consideration to what people's lives are. And I think that's a good reflection point for people to start is that do I understand I don't have to know the ins and outs of everyone's lives, but do I understand exactly how life plays out for my team members when they get to work? And I think when you begin to realise that someone's day might have started long before or their day's about to end long after they leave, we can have an appreciation. We don't have to accept lateness to work every day or leaving 15 minutes early every day. We just have to have an appreciation for what goes on in people's lives and how we can best support them so that they can bring their best self to work and they can be coming to work in an environment where they want to achieve and they want to um, have high performance. And bugger me, we actually get the the performance we're looking for. 
Um, you know, which so you know, I don't have any problem with him asking for high performance. I have a massive problem with him asking for eighty-five hours a week or a minimum of forty-five hours a week in the office. Or you know, um, come to what what was the one he said said um, previously about you know. Um, come into the office and pretend to work, or yeah, whatever yeah. the crappy Sprouts is. I, I, that's what I have an issue with. I don't have any issue with him wanting people to give their best for a reasonable amount of time each week, and to um, define what is best um, reasonably. So, Kirley, you know what we think? I think we should do is I think on our regular podcast we should have a new segment called the Daily Elon. <laughs> Um, where he just visits and sprouts some unbelievable shit for 30 seconds because what it will help do is break up the unrelenting, constructive and positive um, leadership <laughs> that we talk about, which is wears thin, doesn't it, you know? So maybe Elon can come in for a 30-second visit and just, yeah. just unload every episode. Uh, we'll send yeah. the invitation and see what he Pretty says. Elon knew how much uh, content he provides our <laughs> here in Australia. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I think I have ranted enough for one episode. Um, sometimes, listeners, Kiralee makes me re-record something if I have ranted too much, and I suspect I'm on the on the fringe this time. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to our next episode. As long as it's not this episode again. <laughs> we'll, we'll update. Listen See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Come and see the